Hi, I'm Dale Fryer, and this is America News Now. This Wednesday was the third and final presidential debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. History was made when Trump became the first presidential candidate to speak Spanish in a debate. This is when Trump referred to Mexicans as bad hombres, but he blazed the trail nonetheless. Yet the most startling moment of the debate came 50 minutes in when Donald Trump said he wouldn't necessarily accept the results of the election on November 8th. Because if he can't make America great again, no one can. However, Trump's assertion that the electoral process is rigged has ramifications beyond this election cycle. We're America. The fact that everyone accepts that someone is a winner and someone is a loser is what makes us different from soccer. And when debate moderator Chris Wallace pressed Trump on how he would proceed on November 8th, he said, I'll leave you in suspense. Because it's cute to undermine the U.S. election. But on the other hand, emails. You know, the debate might actually have some entertainment value if you had been in a coma for the last year. Still, there are approximately 4 million undecided voters in America. Joining us now is one such undecided voter, Katie Dash. Thank you for being here, Katie. Thank you for having me. So you attended the debate on Wednesday. Uh, yes, I did. And did it sway your opinion at all? Um, uh, no. Um, I, I, uh... You good? Yeah, I, I just, I just don't know. It's such a big decision. It's like the future of our country. Can you do it? Yeah, I sent in my ballot already. But that, the pressure. There, there's, there's the man and the woman. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. There have been three debates. What more do you want? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. An undecided voter, everyone. Following the last debate, the two presidential campaigns headed to the final stretch of the election. Eli Ward followed the Clinton camp in the days after the debate. Coming off the debate stage, Hillary Clinton was riding high, undefeated through three contests. You know, the feeling in my campaign office is that it is a straight-up gang banger. We are popping mollies and we are sweating. Hillary, no more millennial talk. But did you see me own him on taxes? It was straight savage, fam. <laughs> Secretary Clinton did indeed have reason to celebrate as she landed several successful attacks during the debate, including one that led to a rare moment of audience jubilee. Chris, I am on record as saying that we need to put more money into the Social Security Trust Fund. Wrong. That's part of my commitment to raise taxes on the wealthy. She's not committed to anything, folks, especially not Bill. Listen, my Social Security payroll contribution will go up, as will Donald's, assuming he can't figure out how to get out of it. Although the debate had a running time of just over an hour, Clinton and her staff prepared for days in advance. Jonathan McKellen is an aide who was on her prep team. We really crushed that debate. We crushed it up. Put it in a line with a black Amex and snorted it up. Whoa! My job? I come up with the zingers. Me and Hillary sit down and write zinger after zinger after zinger. And when I write the correspondence dinner jokes, oh, they're gonna be fire! Doofus Donald, dumb Donald, dangerous Donald, doorknob Donald, and for our Latino friends, Donald El Diablo. With the help of aides like McKellen, Hillary for America has run a remarkably effective campaign during the last month. She has gained 5.1 points in a national aggregate of polls. On Friday, Hillary grabbed Cleveland by the pussy with a rousing stump speech about getting out the vote. First woman president. First woman president. Yes! 
you know, that could be the reality if you all get out and vote. Please, there are two choices. One who says he respects all women and you laugh, and one who says she respects all women and you groan. The choice is simple. Take your medicine, America. Even you Jill Stein supporters who think it may give you autism. Today, 16 days from the election, liberal rag, the New York Times, gives Hillary Rodham Clinton a 92% chance of winning the election, something the former secretary is clearly aware of. Our goal for the rest of the campaign is to remain calm and get our message out there. Ah, who am I kidding? It's time to celebrate! I've even thought about friend requesting Monica. Reporting from the Brain Trust of the New World Order, I'm Eli Warren. If the mood of the Clinton campaign is that of joy, the Trump campaign is one of fear, anger, and finding ways to blame Hillary Clinton for that fear and anger. Nicole Henderson takes the pulse of the Trump campaign. Nobody can believe how stupid our leaders are. We have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. Such a nasty woman. Donald Trump was unable to connect with undecided voters on Wednesday. I sat down with Trump shortly after his debate performance. It was really exciting. I made all of my points. Every single point was made. So are you concerned that any of your points were lost amid the name-calling? I don't understand. If you look at Hillary Clinton's record, she's been in public service for 30 years. She deserves to be called names. I have a perfect record. A tremendous record. There's no name you can call me, except Dr. Tremendous. Do you think the American people share this belief? Of course they do. This is why they trust me to make America great again. The only people who come after me are the members of the crooked media. Saturday Night Live, terrible, just terrible. And that new Latina cast member, Melissa Villasay, Ambre, or whatever. Have we seen her birth certificate? If she was there when I hosted, I would have checked. Unfortunately for Trump, it appears the American people do not share this belief. According to 538.com, a church for anxious liberals, Trump only has a 13% chance of winning the presidency. But apparently, he doesn't check that website. We're winning tremendously, folks. We're winning so big, big league, you're going to want to stick a shotgun in your mouth and blow your brains out. We're winning so much. Another figure who is not currently winning is Melania Trump, who was forced to defend her husband against recent sexual assault allegations. My husband is good man. The women who accuse my husband of such things are liars and rapists and murderers. They are not sending their best. And Billy Bush egged him on on that Access Hollywood bus 11 years ago. If not for Billy Bush, he would not have said those things. But despite these attacks from liberal media, my husband is still going to be the next president of the United States. So if your husband does win this election, you would become the first first lady not born in the United States in almost 200 years. It is a prestigious position that has been held by many remarkable women. How would you continue this tradition? I very much look forward to being first lady and hope to be a great example to all little girls who are born with good looks and low self-esteem. I think it is important in this country that we stop bullying on the internet and that would be my first goal as first lady. Now your husband sends out at least one mean tweet a day. Does this bother you? 
No. You can't tell, but I'm trying to smile. As Trump's poll numbers decline, many of those closest to him have jumped ship, including former Fox News executive Roger Ailes. One ally who is stuck by Trump is WikiLeaks founder and secret Australian Julian Assange. WikiLeaks supports neither candidate. We only support the truth. And the truth is, if you look at the emails, Hillary Clinton, I don't make the words. I just leaked them. Although Assange has been unable to leave the Ecuadorian embassy in London for over four years, he still manages the entire WikiLeaks operation from inside. During this election, WikiLeaks has released thousands of private emails from DNC and Clinton campaign staffers. The American people have a right to know what their leaders are saying. And if they're saying that Becky in accounting has a fat ass, then the people deserve to know. Mr. Assange, U.S. intelligence suggests that these leaks are being perpetrated by Russian hackers. Is there any truth to that? Listen, I like Borscht and Blinis as much as the next bloke, but we do not reveal where we get our information. But even if we did, would it matter? You didn't answer the question. Is Russia helping you influence this election in favor of Donald Trump? No, but even if they were, why would Russia want some idiot who knows nothing about geopolitics to be president. In spite of the suspicious circumstances surrounding them, Donald Trump has continued to reference WikiLeaks on the campaign trail. Folks, you got to read the WikiLeaks. Some bad, bad stuff in there. And you see, Hillary has done some nasty things. The birther campaign, she started it. It was started by Sidney Blumenthal, folks. Sidney Blumenthal, a man I'm sure you're all familiar with. Blumenthal, Sidney. The emails show he started it. It's such a shame, folks. A tremendous shame. Does anyone want to buy a hat? Somehow, Trump's ties to foreign hacking are not the most troubling news about him this week. Trump repeatedly claimed that the election is rigged and refuses to say whether he'll accept the result. First off, Nicole, I'm not going to lose. Second, I'm going to look over the process. And if it smells like it's rigged, I won't accept it. You can't take the presidency away from me. Hillary can't take it away from me. No woman who I respect so much can tell Donald Trump he doesn't get something. And I will say it for all the American people. I want to grab you by the pussy. Bigly. Mr. Trump, if you did that, I would report you for sexual assault. Then I'd report you for lying. Crooked media, you're all the same. After fending off the Donald, I remember that 38 to 42 percent of Americans would like this man to lead our country. Hmm. Reporting from the Crooked Media, I'm Nicole Henderson. Last week, a Houston 911 operator was fired and arrested for hanging up on not one, not two, but 823 callers over the course of 14 months when she, quote, couldn't deal with that nonsense. In the wake of the scandal, Reed Rickenbach investigates our nation's emergency call centers. Even if you've fallen and you can't get up, 911 may not give a shit. The issue, as always, is funding. Let's call a spade a spade. The problems with operators are particularly bad in Austin, Texas, where Mary Beth Collins called 911 this August. So I was with my boyfriend. He's the captain of the football team, by the way. And we was at the top of Makeout Point, and some crazy guy with a gun up and stole our car. I called 911 on my cell phone, and the doggone thing said, There are no operators at this time. Please call back. Well, then we called back, but we got someone who only spoke Spanish. <laughs> Shoot. Situations like this are commonplace among Austinites, as nearly 6,000 callers were greeted with a pre-recorded message rather than a person last year. 
Hal Duncan is the personnel manager at the local emergency call center. My job is to train new operators, and yes, many of them come in unenthusiastic, but I don't give up. Chronicles 15.7 says, But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. And if that work is helping a kid who got his pee-pee stuck in a VCR, so be it. Duncan's day mostly consists of teaching trainees how to handle various types of calls. Duncan allowed us to sit in as he trained Helen Riggle, a retired bookkeeper, and Lawrence Johnson, a recently paroled convict and Hell's Angels enforcer. To start off, you're going to want to put the headset on and get comfortable. And when that red light comes on, press this button to take the call. Now, you might get the occasional cat who stepped on a phone, or some teenage boys with stolen cigarettes messing around. <laughs> See more butts? <laughs> That's not a real guy. We actually get that one pretty frequently. Uh, you're each going to get one call at a time. Nope, oh, Helen, looks like you're going first. 911, what's your emergency? Hey, hey, I think that I'm uh, witnessing someone break into this pastry shop on the corner of Cumberland and... Cumber what? I, I said I'm sleep. witnessing a robbery on the corner of Cumberland and... Honey, I can't understand you. Have you tried eating fiber? Whoa, whoa, let me take it from here. Miss, you said you saw a robbery? Yes, on Cumberland and Wilson. All right, we're sending units there right away. Thanks. Helen, remember what we talked about? Assess, assist, deploy. You didn't do any of that. What were you thinking? Oh, uh, uh, look, there's another one. Hello? Daddy, Daddy hit Mommy really hard, and he's yelling, and there's blood. Oh, I see what you're doing. Those damn Collins keep prank calling. Helen, you can't. That kid could be in danger. Sir, I think I got a call. Okay, Lawrence. Good luck. 911, what's your emergency? Help! I've just been shot! Okay, okay, bear with me. Where you at? Uh, I'm in a convenience store on the east side. Look, I, I, I don't know. Help me out, brother. I'm losing a lot of blood. I got you, man. I got you. I, I've been there before. I know it's gonna hurt. I know it's gonna hurt, but just apply pressure to the wound, okay? Uh. Just put your hands right up in that bitch. I'm sending an ambulance right now. I'm gonna stay on the line with you the whole way there, man. While Lawrence has succeeded during his first week at the Austin Emergency Call Center, due to a 44% budget cut from state lawmakers, the center had to retain Helen as well. 911, what's your emergency? I think my dog just ate a whole bottle of Tylenol. You're seriously calling 911 over your dog? Whoa! Hello? Oh, no. Hello, are you there? Hello, 911. I've fallen and I can't get up. Despite Helen's hip injury, Hal Duncan considers the new crop of operators a success. By gosh, to tell you the truth, I'm just glad to have two living, breathing people taking calls. Seriously, last year I had to take two calls at once. Talking a woman through childbirth and a woman out of suicide is difficult and contradictory as heck. But as it says in the good book, actually I do not have a quote for that one. While call centers are designed to be staffed by trained professionals, more often than not they are a refuge for those on the fringes of society, like paroled convict Lawrence Johnson. Man, Quiznos didn't even want me, and I'm toasty as hell. But I'm just happy to have a job, and I work at it every day. But fools keep asking me what I got locked up for. If they're not careful, the next time might be murder. Sadly, the Austin Emergency Call Center is indicative of a larger problem across the nation. 
So, in the event of an emergency, it might be a good idea to skip 911 and call your unusually strong uncle. Or the Ghostbusters. For America News Now, I'm Reed Rickenbach. Last week, critics and fans were pleasantly surprised to learn that singer Bob Dylan had won the Nobel Prize for Literature. It marks the first time in the prize's 115-year history that he has been awarded for songwriting. Joining us for his first interview since is Bob Dylan. Thank you for being here, Mr. Dylan. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Hmm. Mr. Dylan, you've been bestowed an incredible honor, but you've yet to acknowledge your Nobel Prize. Why would I want a prize from a bunch of Swedish armchair intellectuals? If they think I'm such a great poet, they're misinterpreting my lyrics. They subvert the meaning. They call me the Archbishop of Anarchy. They call me the Big Cheese. They make metaphors from the words hurricane. It was just about a bad storm. How does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel to be without home, like a complete unknown, like a rolling stone? <clears throat> a trophy distracts from the mind and the eternal being. And Dale, I don't want to fly to Stockholm. Jesus never got any awards for what he did. If you're doing it right, they crucify you. Mr. Dillon, what would you say to today's youth in this time of social and political turmoil? Well, Mr. Interview Man, what would you have me say? I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Well, it sounds to my ears you're just asking yourself what it is you want to hear. Chaos is a friend of mine. She's pretty cool, but she doesn't take too kindly to strangers. <coughs> Sorry, I swallowed a harmonica in 1961. I'd like to thank Bob Dylan for coming on to the program. And that's it for American News Now. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Dale Fryer congratulating the Chicago Cubs for making their first World Series since 1945. So one year before Trump was born. Huh. Good night, America.